And we are back with the Wild Times. Wild Times. Wow, throwing out the Taco Bell reference and the meager bomb. Wow, I am How do we cloud get them nine. as a sponsor? Can we get them as a sponsor? God damn it. Yeah, I'll yeah ask the, next time I go, I'll ask the drive-thru worker. What is, <laughs> okay, smart. <laughs> you are joined today by myself, Forrest Galante, the human blobfish, Mr. Peter Fitzer. What's up, Peter? <laughs> it's a blob slash warthog. Thanks. It's... uh. Nothing. I'm good. I had Taco Bell for dinner last night. One at poker. Feeling good Gross. today. You two look terribly stressed out and awful. So, <laughs> I, and well, before I let's before we get into Patrick's stress, let's introduce the hyena weasel himself, <laughs> Mr. Patrick DeLuca. How you doing, man? Good. Good. Thank you for that intro. I, I love the hyena. Hate the weasel. <laughs> what? Uh, tell us why you before we uh, started recording. You said today has been one of the most stressful days of your adult life. Uh, right. So I just want to point out that you lied when you said you were doing good. Go ahead. No, I'm, I'm doing much better now because uh, just cr- I just made the decision when Forrest said he was going to have a beer. I was like, yep, I'm not working out after this. I'm going to drink. And, Fair. Uh, cheers, to that. cheers. Cheers. Yeah. No, Great. nothing, cheers, nothing too serious to get into. Just uh, nonstop shit. D- just dealing with nonstop shit. It's just been one of those days. We all have them as adults. All of our listeners uh, most certainly can pinpoint a day where they were like, oh, my God. Another thing? Yep. Yep. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yep. Is the same for you, Forrest Galante, the third host? Wildlife <laughs> right. International Superstar, Forrest Galante. What about you? You said you had a stressful day too. Pretty much the same thing. It's just everything's compounding on top of itself. And uh as you know, Patrick, we are about three weeks away from Shark Week and a week into an edit, and it's um very, very stressful to get it to a point where it's ready to go on television in time. What about uh, the bodies that are being put into wood chippers uh, behind your house right now that we can hear? Yeah, so for all our listeners, um, I explained this to Patrick and Peter starting early, that uh, that drone humming that you're hearing is um, the wood chipper that is currently right outside of my office um, as we're having our trees trimmed today. And it, of course, it's been two days of them cutting. They haven't started the wood chipper once, which has been parked in my parking spot for two days. And literally 30 seconds before the podcast started, I just hear the thing of, and I'm like, oh, perfect timing. Of course, they're going to run the wood chipper now. This episode's going to be great because you two are what I normally am, which is stressed out and angry. (laughs) Yeah. I am feeling, I'm on cloud nine, just worked out, feel great. Good. Real quick, Peter, you said you're going on a vacation uh, for the next couple days, uh, going up to the mountains. Who are you going with, mate? Your mom Ooh. going with Doris DeLuca. Get into he it. He doesn't want I'm us to talk about shit. his new talk about what thing. What are you What's talking about? I'm going with my I'm What's going with name, my companion. Peter? That could you know that could be my pet dog. It could be another person. I'll leave it up to the listeners. Wow. My, you know you you, you know what's going nervous. on right now, Patrick? What's that? I'm not you nervous know what's at happening all. right now. Huh. Is he he doesn't want to squash his chances of a gorgeous female listener falling hopelessly in love with him mm, over the podcast I so see. he's yeah. not willing to <laughs> say <laughs> out loud yeah. on the show whether or not he may have a current love interest yeah i'm i'm, I'm waiting for uh for a female listener to fall in love with my silky smooth golden voice that's that's why I started this whole thing. <laughs> and the promise of love. meats and nacho, nacho cheeses. So before we get <laughs> oh. into the news here, Forrest, um, real quick, I just made up a game that I haven't told you guys about, and I kind of want to play it real quick. Great. So Forrest Let's is sitting it. in his office, which is very cool. It's a converted garage that was built out into just like a fun 
We recorded our first couple podcasts there pre-COVID. Yeah, we did. And we will nice, nice spot. We will get back to that someday. But behind <laughs> him is just a series of really cool artifacts. So I just want to go rapid fire. Peter and I are going to take turns naming artifacts behind Forrest, and you're just going to get into Great. a quick story of where they're from. I'm going to start with the giant egg over your right that's shoulder. That's his head. Dude, that's his head. What do you-, <laughs> you do have an egg-shaped head. I will. <laughs> I, I do. And it's more centralized than over my right shoulder. Uh, <laughs> True. That is, that is an elephant bird egg, and uh, that came from a market in Antanavarivo, Madagascar, on, Patrick, our second trip together to Madagascar. Yep. And um, what's funny about that is, as you can see, the egg is in many pieces because as they're dug up out of the out of the dirt, these giant fossilized eggs of the elephant bird, which is the largest known bird to ever exist, much, much greater than an ostrich. Wow. Um, as you can see next to the ostrich egg, it's like the egg's 10 times bigger than an ostrich egg. But it's all in pieces because that's how the shells are found. So I actually soaked it in a bucket of water so that it fell back apart into the pieces so that I could layer all the pieces inside of a pot so that it could travel safely back to the United States. But what I didn't do was anything smart labeling the pieces and where they went. So when I got home, (laughs) yeah, it was like a three-week paper mache project to get the egg back together. And it was the most... I hate puzzles, by the way. Absolutely hate them. (laughs) My family loves them. Oh, they're just, they're the worst. They don't make any sense. They're nonsense. <laughs> they they're a waste of time. They're not Dude, fun. I, I flipped, I have flipped several tables over because of frustration over puzzles. <laughs> good, good. <laughs> you do have anger issues. Start an anti-puzzle movement. But sure. this was the most frustrating puzzle ever. But when I did finally get that last piece of the egg back together, I got the coolest memorabilia ever, it's which is my elephant unbelievably bird. Unbelievably cool. What's co- but real quick, what's cool about the elephant bird? You left out the key detail. People are picturing right now a robin egg. <laughs> oh, I did I not mention the elephant bird was four times greater in size than an ostrich, the largest bird to ever walk the earth. It was an animal wow. in modern times, um, an animal that was around when human beings settled Madagascar and was hunted to extinction. Mm. But just imagine a mega, super aggressive, thick trunk legged elephant. But I don't have to and imagine. Egg, I'm looking at two of them right now. The egg is a similar shape and twice the size of like a rugby ball it's it's massive it's absolutely enormous yeah no it's it's i think it's actually probably my my most favorite keepsake on that back wall i I love that elephant bird egg i think it's so cool to have one sitting in my office i'm super jealous because i was at the market with forrest when he bought the elephant bird egg and i bought just like a couple rocks (laughs) right right? i just some really cool (laughs) like interesting jewel-like rocks Mm -hmm. and uh so forest is smuggling this incredibly (laughs) rare museum piece that he will cherish for the rest of his life and i've just got like a couple rocks so i can give a souvenir to my (laughs) girlfriend at the time yeah so he just walks through security and we've been warned by locals like get ready to get you know be fucked at the uh, airport like they're they're real serious about this shit. Mm-hmm. So Forrest has his in his camping pot. He just walks through, smirks back at me because I still have to go through. And I've got my two Always. dumb rocks that I spent the same amount of money on. They're all wrapped up. And just my thing goes through and the the Malagasy guy is like, to share some? I'm like, yeah. He's like, come, come back here. Oh, man. And so he pulls me into this. It's not a back room. It's. It's three curtains that are hung up and it's the size of a phone booth. 
him and two of his buddies come in with me. Oh my god! So we're all literally dick tip to dick tip, nose to nose, <laughs> and they're all way taller than me. Yeah. And they're staring at me. He pulls out the one rock. He goes, "What is this?" I said, "Oh, it's oh, uh, it's just a gift. It's a gift." Pulls out the other and goes, "What is this?" I go, "Oh, it's just a gift." He goes, "Ah, gift, gift." Gift, gifts for us? <laughs> and I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, of course. So there's three of them. So I pull out three 20s, three American 20s from my uh, bag, and I hand them each the 20, thinking maybe that'll be enough. And they literally looked at each other as if they had, like, you know, the best gift they'd ever the gotten lottery. on Christmas. They were like, yeah. sir, thank you. Oh, my God, thank you so much. <laughs> and we're, like, shaking my hand and, like, massaging my shoulder as we walked out. <laughs> I could have gotten away for two bucks each. Jesus. Easy. Easy. Yeah. So I fly then from Madagascar to South Africa, back to New York. I check my rocks. They're fully intact. Check my bag from New York to LA. Get back. Both rocks are smashed. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) So the best story you've ever told on on the air. All right. uh, Peter, just let's do one more. Pick one more for us. uh, Relics. Is that a hatchet up there? Up on the top? What is that? A tomahawk? Oh, that's a very special one that you just picked there, mm. Peter. When I was, jeez, oh, 22, I went to Samoa and Tonga to play rugby for a while. Mm. And, uh, you know, little white boy like me going to Samoa <laughs> to get his ass handed to him playing yeah. rugby. Um, I thought I was tough till I showed up in Samoa to play rugby. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, but, uh, uh, we, you know, I was there. It was kind of like a combo of playing some rugby and hanging out on the beach and living the Samoan life for a bit. Anyway, after our third or fourth game of me just getting my shit pushed in, um, <laughs> I had one of my very rare moments of brilliance where I made a big break and uh, went and scored right down the middle of the field. And at the end of the game... Um, they threw a tomahawk at your head? Of the, it's not a tomahawk, you idiot. I'm telling the Sorry. story, so why don't you not ruin my moment? <laughs> it's just not um, as good as Pat's so end of the I know. Dude, I was so into his story. I was literally envisioning myself in Samoa. <laughs> And then you just <laughs> fucking fuck. sorry, sorry. Okay, so you're in Samoa, <laughs> big, big giant guys, no shirts. You're running around with big giant guys, no shirts. Correct. So at the end of uh, so I have my one moment of brilliance of my entire rugby tour in Samoa, and I make a break through the middle, score a try, and at the end of the game, the mother of the captain. And keep in mind, this is like, like the the mom was probably six four two forty. Wow. You know what I mean? Just this huge <laughs> Samoan yeah. lady. Um, she like gives me this huge like barrel chested giant boob hug you know the kind where you like disappear inside of her cleavage and i'm like well thank you so much and then she goes i have a gift for you for playing so well and she gave me that thing that you're looking at which is a marlin bill sword which mm. is a traditional samoan um warring mm. item and oh I'll wow down. Hold on. that's super fucking cool Man. It's kind of annoying that he did something cool to earn it instead of just buying it at a trinket shop so just des- describe what you're holding there hold it up a little bit for us so yeah, so it's oh about God. what three three feet long. It's uh, it is the bill from a marlin, um, which has uh, it's the bill from a marlin, which That's I crazy. assume has been you know fished or harpooned, and then on it is etching of ah, uh, you can see some like turtles and some little uh, Samoan tribal patterns, and then it's got this wooden handle which is just kind of glued. Holy shit! I'm not really sure what else on, but it's a it's a traditional Samoan warring tool from you know, pre-guns and knives. Mm-hmm. And uh, hmm. yeah, this is what she gave me for not being terrible for the first game of my entire Samoan rugby career. <laughs> oh, that's cool. I have I have two of those, but whatever. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> sure. Um, but what's cool too is in American Samoa, right, they, 
they fish sustainably, they eat the marlin, and then they make weapons out of the uh, out of the bill. That's and right. you didn't have to kill the fish. And you got the I cool didn't, artifact. I didn't. And I got a cool knickknack to, to remind myself that I'm not very good at the sport I love. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> hey, let me ask you this, because I've never actually talked to anyone who's been to Samoa. Is it is it like an actual spot where you'd recommend people like take a trip or go vacation? Is it cool? A lot of shit to see? So I haven't been to... There's two Samoas, right? There's American Samoa and then there's Samoa. And I didn't go to American Samoa, which is supposedly like, you know, McDonald's-y and rundown. Gotcha. And, you know, kind of like a, a hodgepodge of American culture in the South Pacific. I went to regular Samoa, and it is one of my favorite places I've ever been. It really? is so beautiful. It's like, the best way to describe it is imagine Hawaii 200 years ago. Like, Hawaii before mm. they fucked everything up. Like, there's no strip malls, there's no freeways, there's no... You know, all the mountains are wild. There's these crazy waterfalls. You can just hike to anyone you like, swim in them. There's no, you know, gringos running around, like, <laughs> drinking drinking PBR. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, it's, it's just like, it's, it's just, yeah, it's just like Hawaii without any of the mess. And uh, I absolutely love Samoa. The, the diving was incredible. There's a place called Taosua Trench there, um, which you guys might have seen floating around on Instagram at some point or another, because it's one of those famous... Um, kind of pictures that everybody posts and i thought that was incredible this big trench in the ocean uh like a hole in the ground i gotta say so since i've been in ithaca here ithaca new york i went on a hike yesterday that i'd never been on in ithaca um it's called treeman treeman canyon okay you are literally hiking up around and then back down it's a loop around this gorge and series of waterfalls where you know at the top you're literally just on top of the waterfall there's like pools in the waterfall and little offshoot waterfalls that you can swim around in and climb around it is as good as any waterfall hike that i've done in like Laos or fucking Kauai. Oh, wow! it's incredible wow. dude i was like if more no people kidding. knew about this this would be the biggest <laughs> vacation spot for the northeast of America. It's it's incredible. I didn't realize it was I mean, to be honest, and you know, it's funny, I can talk about Taosua Trench in Samoa, but I know nothing about upstate New York. Um like I didn't even realize that there was good topography up there. I thought it was just like the rest of the country where it's dead flat and there was nothing there until I started looking at your pictures. Yeah, for some reason there's just uh I guess the way and it is um it's mostly limestone here, right? So you've got all like the really dramatic limestone cliffs that you see in New Zealand and places mm -hmm. like that. But, you know, you've seen pro – in LA, there's a lot of people that went to Ithaca College because they turned people out into editors and producers and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. You see the shirt, Ithaca is gorgeous. It's real stupid. <clears throat> it's a play on words. But uh, the whole city is just a series of gorges and cliffs and waterfalls. And it's oh, I get it. really Ithaca fucking gorgeous. cool. Oh, I, I, <laughs> yeah. I literally, I was like, I don't get the play on words. I what? think it's pretty witty and <laughs> it smart. It doesn't make sense. So I did, mm -hmm. at the top of the fall, look at this little plaque. Forrest, you know how I like to shit on scientists sometimes. Indeed. Uh, <laughs> but there is this little plaque. Um, and so there's another fall called Taganic Falls, which is right near there. And we stopped by there. It's, it's awesome. 215-foot waterfall. And there's a thing called the Taganic Man. And uh, they were building a, a hotel. And when they were excavating it, they found a giant, a mummified giant what? under the ground. 12 feet tall. Damn. Huge head. Right? Yeah. Real weird. Now it starts making the rounds in the papers. People are reporting on it. There's pictures of it. They send the Taganic Man to Cornell University, where I went, a steamed Ivy League school. They verified... 
God. This is a real giant. This is a real giant. We found it. That's insane. Yeah. And Cornell University, one of the most esteemed universities at the time, verified it. Only to uh, it only to be discovered a couple years later that uh, this was no giant. He, the guy who claimed to have found it, was a farmer who made it out of cow parts. <laughs> no way! That's awesome. <laughs> he, he took like three cows, combined their bones, shaved them down, did this really massive hoax. <laughs> And at the time that it was debunked, it was touring around as a, a carnival sideshow and people were paying a dollar to see it. Though, no that, way. That is hilarious. I love that Cornell verified it. I was trying it's to I was, I was waiting for my opportunity to uh to bash Cornell and then and then I realized you were you were making a self deprecating joke the whole time. You were <laughs> yeah, it up. No, it's it's pretty <laughs> embarrassing. Nah, it's great, dude. Fucking scientists. Okay, so what have scientists discovered this week? Yeah, that is a good question. Um, There is some good stuff in the news this week, which I'm stoked about. Um, One of them is taking place right here in our own backyard in the United States. And what I saw was the Ninth Circuit uh, rules to restore protections for Yellowstone grizzlies. So don't ask me why, but um, part of our administration decided that hunting, trophy hunting for grizzly bears in Yellowstone National Park may be a good idea. And uh, this was actually up for, you know, legislate for legislation to pass it, which was just bonkers, in my opinion. And uh, yeah. it was very nice to see that it got turned down. But this has been on the this has been on the table since 2017. So it's taken three years to decide whether or not grizzly bears should continue being hunted in uh or not continue but whether or not they should be opened up to being hunted in yellowstone unfortunately that passed against it teddy roosevelt was a lot of the national parks i believe well he created the entire national forest system correct um but he was an avid hunter avid totally and and that's the thing is like i think you know and this is sometimes a po- an unpopular opinion especially in the circles that i run in but Hunting is a fantastic management tool for wildlife. Like, think you you just summed you just hit the nail on the head. Like Teddy Roosevelt started the national park systems so that he could have he could ensure the future of wildlife for people to hunt and utilize as a resource. Now, while I don't personally agree with that as a good reason to do it, it is a re- it is a reason to do it nonetheless, and it's something that has created massive amounts of conservation. And the same thing can be said in Africa and in India, all kinds of places. Yeah, it's, I mean, in India, the biggest national park, uh, it might be a national forest, I'm not sure, is, is Jim Corbett National Park. And it's uh, a tiger preserve and a leopard preserve. Um, it's the largest land area that is preserved in all of India, but it's named after Jim Corbett, who was a famous hunter. Right. Um, which is interesting. He was known for hunting leopards. Uh, we have to do a whole separate podcast about that guy. Funny, that's a perfect intro to something else that I saw this week, um, which is uh, there was a very famous tiger called Champawat. And Champawat Ooh. was the deadliest tiger of all time. In her, and that's correct, it was a female, <laughs> 10 years on Earth, she killed and ate 436 people, um, mm. which was absolutely insane. Uh, that's before a lot being- of fuckers. Yeah, imagine imagine one animal killing 436 people um, before a hunting party killed her. Now, this was back in 1907. This wasn't recent. But I think the bit of news that came out that I thought was really interesting is she was discovered to have been in perfect health, absolutely perfect at her time of killing, with the exception of damage to her upper and lower rows of teeth on the right side of her mouth. So mm-hmm. what... And How'd here's that what, happen? As, well, here's what's interesting about that, right? 
tigers don't choose to eat people, right? There have been a few instances in... Um, oh, by the way, and the reason I bring this up is she was shot by Jim Corbett, uh, Patrick. Um, uh, I mean, God damn it, Jim yeah. Corbett's so cool. <laughs> but, uh, you know, tigers generally don't, like, choose to eat people. So I think what's so fascinating about this story is the injury that she sustained was most likely from a gunshot to, to her mouth during her youth. And what basically scientists have speculated that due to her injury, this caused her to begin hunting smaller prey such as mm. humans, right? So she no longer was taking on water buffalo and elephants. She was taking on meager, useless creatures like rabbits <laughs> yeah. and human beings. <laughs> I can't believe he said meager. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it made Peter so happy. As soon as you said meager, he just started smiling. He what? loves that word. <laughs> Is that one of your favorites, Peter? Uh, I mean, Pat, I've been calling Pat meager for 12 years. Because um, he is. I mean, he's he, picture a guy who's five foot two. He's got the build of like a very small woman. It looked like the rock. It is fascinating, though, that a human shot the shot the tiger in the mouth. And then because of that, she now needed to start eating humans and right. then trashed 436 people. It's kind of isn't it? It's, it's kind of like a like a commentary on like wildlife justice you know what i mean it's like it is it's like yeah. you uh you know you decide to mess with the tiger and the tiger's gonna mess back a lot harder well the you know the ghosts in the darkness story uh when they were building the uh railroad mm -hmm. um what, what country in africa was that through god damn it uh tanzania and kenya yeah and uh there were two lions that were preying on humans and ended up killing i think at least 80 or it might have been over 100 railroad railroad workers railroad. there was two sorry Railroad, um, but they were working in tandem, but they both, when they eventually killed them, they both had jaw injuries that they had sustained previously, and that's why they were hunting humans, because they were like, ooh, I could go after that zebra, but that's going to be tough. Let me just eat a meager human. That's right. It's like driving through Taco Bell for them. That's right. Yeah. That's exactly what it's like. So easy. Wow, um, throwing out the Taco Bell reference and the meager bomb. Wow, I am How do we get them nine. as a sponsor? Can we get them as a sponsor? God damn it. Yeah, I'll yeah, ask the, next time I go, I'll ask the drive through worker. What is, <laughs> okay, smart. <laughs> what is their slogan, Peter? What is Taco Bell's slogan? Dude, I, I actually had a debate with somebody about this years ago because I thought it was run for the border. Uh, I don't. I <laughs> swear to God, I thought it was that. run for the border, cross the border or something. But I think it's uh, Think Outside the Bun, or is that Subway? I don't know, man. That used to be them, but that's old as shit, dude. What do I, I'm, I'm watching commercials. I'm just going to the establishment. It's not like they say it to me as I'm fucking ordering, all right? No, literally, they should. They should. They, they should, should absolutely. Like, that's how they Fourth meal, Think Outside the Bun. <laughs> okay, Taco so Taco Bell's slogan currently is Live Moss, which Moss obviously is more for Spanish. So it's Live More. That is Taco Bell's yeah. slogan. I've never even heard that, and I've eaten there 50 million times oh, no. this year alone. So I'm wrong, actually. That is their old slogan. I'm looking this up as we speak. <laughs> their new slogan is indeed, think outside the bun. Ah! There we oh, go. Oh, wow. There we go. Yep. Wait. You might be uh, a uh, Did you say think animal outside expert. the bun? Or... Huh? I was gonna... Can you say it? Jesus. What is going on? Can you fucking really say derailed. it? Jesus Christ. I, I just wanted to point out how uh, Forrest might be an animal expert, but I am the Taco Bell expert, and I was correct on that. Thanks, Professor. Live Moss. Live Moss. Forrest, I, I, we were talking about this a couple days ago. I feel like I saw an update about the, uh, the elephants in Botswana. Yeah, so look, I'm going to present this in uh, a format that we, we do sometimes because I would say this is... 
Brr. a murder mystery. Um, In fact, I'd say this is probably the biggest murder mystery that has taken place in the wildlife world in quite some time. Um, And what this is, is 356, that is a very big number, elephants have suddenly died in Botswana, and the cause is completely unknown. Now, this is absolutely bizarre. Um, Let me me set the stage for you. Those are some big animals. Those are fucking, that's a lot of mass to just die like that. It's crazy. So, yeah, let me set the stage for a minute. So, Botswana is an incredible country. It's one of the first countries in Africa to take out hunting completely, right? So, that means no more hunting. So, there was a slight rise in poaching when that happened, but nonetheless, elephant populations do have done really, really well there. In fact, there's around 135,000 elephants in wow. um, in Botswana today, which is a lot more than when there were 80,000, which is when there was still hunting going on, you know, a decade or so ago. So mm. all of a sudden, these animals are healthy, they're happy, nobody's hunting them, there's no poaching. All of a sudden, you know, around 400 of them drop dead. Now, you know, straight away you go, okay, one of a couple things has happened. The most likely one, we're talking about elephants, they've been poached for their ivory. Well, no, they haven't because all of these animals um, happen to still have their tusks intact. So no one would be hunting them for their ivory because, of course, they'd go and get their tusks. So what else could be going on? Well, as poaching being ruled out, perhaps these animals were poisoned, right? Maybe their bodies were mm. poisoned because they were destroying crops, something like that. But People have looked at their bodies very closely, and poisoning always shows certain signs. Well, sure enough, poisoning has been ruled out. Now, it is currently the dry season in Botswana, which means that elephants have been pushed closer to people. So, is this caused by people? Well, that still remains unknown. But another possibility, and I think this is by far the most interesting one, is that there is an anthrax outbreak. Now, the bacterial spore that's naturally found in the soil in Botswana has actually caused elephant die-offs before, due to anthrax, especially during a drought year, and keep in mind it is the dry season, when elephants choose to ingest a lot of soil, well, well they don't choose, but elephants do ingest a lot of soil while they're grazing, and what that would mean is that buildup of that anthrax spore in that soil would get into their gut bacteria, and ultimately there'd be an outbreak. But... Yeah, there's a big but there. <laughs> I saw that one. Yeah, but straight away, naturally, we said they're not poisoned, and their tusks aren't, aren't cut off, so let's check for anthrax. Well, guess what? These tests also came back negative. There's absolutely no sign of anthrax poisoning in these elephants. Hmm. So the elephant conservation community is literally stumped by these deaths. Um, and I think what, what's going on right now, and, and the bit of news that Patrick's talking about, is samples from the dead animals were sent to my home nation of Zimbabwe, the much hmm. lesser nation of South Africa. So if you're listening, South Africans, you suck compared to Zimbabweans. And, um, and <laughs> Canada as well. And um, Zimbabwe is the first of the three countries to come back with a set of results. And basically what they have said is, we know what's going on, but we're not willing to release our results until one or two of the other countries comes forward with the same results because we don't want to influence what they may say. Um, Wow. But all signs are currently pointing towards the, the possibility that there is a new pathogen that is killing these animals. And in a time and place in the world where there's a global pandemic that is affecting all of us, the big question is, what is this new pathogen? And is it possible to jump from species to species or even from wild species to human beings? Well, and it's interesting because it was floated like could earlier in the process, you know, could it be COVID related? 
Right. But in Botswana, there's been no instance of COVID at all. Right. Mm. So it ha- that hasn't even gotten into the people. So they, they, you know, highly doubt that that could have somehow gotten to the elephant population. Right. Right. But that's exactly. fucking weird, man. And truthfully, there's a lot of weird shit going on because right now in China, dude, there's, um, uh, there's a new, uh, strain of swine flu that's going around I the saw farms that. in China. I saw There's that. a fucking squirrel in Colorado that died of bubonic plague. Really? I saw it. Yeah. A couple days ago, the news came out that a squirrel tested positive for bubonic plague, yeah. which obviously, you know, caused the black death in humans, the black plague. Right. What a shit show, man. Yeah, 2020 is a nightmare, dude. But it, but it that's really a, is. Don't be scared of that that squirrel though, because that disease has actually been there. It's been uh, endemic there for quite some time, and it's not a big deal. That's just like a one of those headlines Thanks, to scare people. Thanks, bro. Just, just got my beer delivery. Nice. Yeah. You know what? Yeah. You, you know what I'm starting. Beer deliveries. So here's what I'm starting to do, guys, and I think I think you and our listeners should get on board. If something's just fucked up, just start saying it. Oh man, it's 2020. You know, like not, <laughs> I not. Think, yeah, I think people are doing that, but not in reference to the year. Not being like, oh man, it's the year 2020. Like just giving the terminology for something being shitty, the words 2020. So like, oh man, that's so 2020. You know, that's so right. fucked up. <laughs> or it's, yeah. or you could even do like, ah, shoot, dude, like I got to pull over to the rest stop. I know we just got back on the highway, but had Taco Bell last night. I need to need to take a 2020. <laughs> <laughs> I'm into it. I think this is shit. a thing. I think we we got to just start pushing it out there. It'll turn into one of those like just I got like a, a case, 2020. I got a case of the Mondays. I got a case of the 2020s. Oof, that's worse. It's it's pretty poopy. But that said, uh, Peter, who probably poops the most of anyone here. Yeah, I mean that's um, disgusting. I, I, our fucking listeners don't want to hear about my fucking poop habits. You sick, meager little fuck. Sorry. <laughs> so I sent you guys an article earlier because you know look. You got bubonic plague and squirrels. You got elephants dying off. You got COVID running rampant in humans. And it's like, oh, the scientists will save us. The scientists will save us. I sent you guys the article earlier. CNN is about now two months late to the game. They finally put out the report today that, you know, COVID is affecting people with different blood types differently. And this is old fucking news, but yeah, whatever. So basically people with type O are the least likely to have severe symptoms. They think people with type A are the most likely to have severe symptoms. Mm-hmm. But that's not what I found interesting or what I want to talk about. Okay. You scroll down a paragraph or two, and then it gets into the fact that scientists have zero clue why we have blood types, what evolutionary advantage they offer, or why every species species of primate have blood types. They don't know what the purpose really? is. Really? There's know not that. even a fuck. It's not for yeah, like genetic diversity. No, I mean, you know, it's it's really interesting is that there's, you know, basically what they say is, you know, we accept that it must have created some evolutionary advantage. They believe that the first, uh, for I don't know how they know this, but the first evidence that blood types began or became a thing was from uh so one of our ancestors, it's a certain type of primate that existed 20 million years ago, but they literally don't know why we have blood types or why other types of primates have them. That's weird. That is weird. Like, we're like, we're like, oh, the scientists will, will come up with a vaccine for this thing. It's like, well, they don't even know why we have blood types. <laughs> Dude, you are such a pessimist. Come on. At least they figured out that there are blood types because that in and of itself is pretty... 
I mean, there's uh, there's several different kinds. There's there's eight, but like also by the way, not until 1907. So they used to do blood transfusions, dude. If you're type A, <laughs> right, and you get a blood transfusion for someone who's B, it's likely to kill you right. because your white blood cells will start attacking the new red blood cells, cause clots, and then you'll stop breathing and your heart will get clogged up, right? You're just they like, yeah, let's hope this works. <laughs> Until 1907, a blood transfusion was a last resort because it killed two-thirds of the patients that would get it. <laughs> yeah. That's not that long ago. It's really no. not. No. Uh, Come on, scientists. Funny. Yeah. Come on, yeah, do Forrest. Better. What the hell, Forrest? I'm Come the on, wildlife man. kind. I'm the animal fiddler. I'm not the uh, go-into-your-body-and-fix-it kind. Do you guys <laughs> know your blood type? What's, what's your blood type there, meager? Meager Pat? <laughs> I, it's funny because my brother, my oldest brother knows that he's one of the O types because uh, he donates blood on the reg. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I texted my mom and said, hey, do you know what my blood type is? And she responded a day later and said, I, I found Dominic's and Joe's because I, I have their baby books, but I, I have your baby book too, but I didn't write it down. <laughs> Oops. So she has no clue. <laughs> and you know you guys? I'm O Neg. No you don't know yours? You're no, oh, I was, negative, I was yeah. told the other day by a companion that it's weird that I don't know my blood type. And I was like, is that weird? I have no fucking idea. So listeners weigh in. Do you know your blood type? I want to I wanna poll of this because I think that it's normal to not know your blood type. But I guess if I got into a fucking life-threatening situation where I needed blood, I'd be fucked. But they can probably do a test that's like instant now, right? They can. I Pretty know. quick, yeah. But- also, thanks, Peter, for making sure that all our listeners go on to uh, iTunes and go, hey, I'm O negative. Hey, I'm A positive. That's what we- <laughs> All right, guys. So it is all that. Right. Huh? Huh? I just said, all right. I was going with it. I was yeah. saying yes and. Damn you. All right. Uh, but it is that time for the thing What's that up? I get hit up about constantly every day, the Battle Royale. People love it. We love it. And today I have one for you. And Uh-oh. I came up with this all on my own. No help from anybody. <laughs> what a uh, cretin. What is it? You creep. So I have a dog. Um, and when Me I leave, too. Yeah. Forrest, do you have a dog? I do have a dog. I'm a normal we person. Dogs. So we've all dogs. We, we've all got dogs. Um, and when, <laughs> when have I, dogs. I don't know about you guys, but when I leave the house, I feel bad leaving my dog home alone with nothing to do and just complete silence because that's a nightmare. For me, I'd, I would go crazy. If you could select the three perfect movies to line up for your dog to watch while you leave for the night gallivanting around town at the whorehouses or whatever you're doing, <laughs> which three movies would you put on for your pup? This is fun, Peter. That's a, that's a, this is good. It's, it's nonsense, but it's fun. It's a great idea. Yeah. yeah, you're welcome. Really good. <laughs> Uh, all right, well, all right. Why don't you take a stab at this first, Pat, since I see, I see that look in your eyes, and I, and I, I want to give Forrest a chance to look this up on Google. No. <laughs> what, what am I going to Google? What dogs to play for my movie? Or what, what the fuck did I just say? What movies to play for my dog? <laughs> was yeah, no. What dogs to play <laughs> for my movie? You might want to go to the naming doctor. dog breeds or movies right now? <laughs> <laughs> all right, go all right. for it. Well, I, I will go first since I thought of the idea, you piece of shit. <laughs> Um, it's true. It was Pat's it, it, idea. They just made me read right. it. It's all it's all recorded. So <laughs> so, so I, I'm going to start with the best movie for any dog, mm. especially my dog, being right. a puppy. You know, she's only seven months old. I don't want to expose her to. I'm not going to expose her to Marley and me. Right? She's not. I don't want her to see death. Okay. Okay. Yeah, right. 
I'm going to have her watch Milo and Otis. It's oh, just a classic. what a good call. Classic. Yep. A, a lost pug with its best friend, Cat. Mm. They're rafting down rivers. They're climbing <laughs> mountains. It's an adventure film um, that's going to entertain and delight, and she won't even notice that I've been gone for the first two hours. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. I'm going to then follow that up with a film called Turner and Hooch. Okay. Now we've got classic Tom Hanks. He's literally solving crimes with the help of his best friend, uh, a giant weird type of dog that's real drooly. <laughs> um, and what I like about this is it's going to, so my dog's going to see it and be like, oh, I'm not, do- I, I do nothing. Mm. I literally bark, lick, and eat. <laughs> that dog is literally solving crimes and taking down <laughs> homicide suspects. So I need to buck up my plans. And then I'm going to follow that up because now she's getting hungry, right? And yeah. she's like, mm-hmm. if I don't come hard with entertainment, she's going to start to bark at the window waiting for me to come back. I'm going to go with the Goonies. Wow. The Goonies, huh? Wow. Yeah, no dog involved, just like probably my favorite movie. Just a, good, just a good film for your dog to take in. It's what? like I just think everyone should see it, you know? <laughs> every, every, every dog should see it. Every, 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 I'm ever. Just, what does that have to do with your dog being hungry? Oh, just because the, the movie's so good that like she won't, she'll forget that she's hungry. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. Yeah. Uh, all right, who's going next? Who's going to try and compete with my dog playlist? I'll jump on there. I'll, mm. go, I'll go next. Okay. Um, so uh, here's, here, <laughs> here's, uh, here's my lineup. So as, <laughs> this is a bad lineup. As, <laughs> Good start. As, Good I leave, start. <laughs> as I leave the house, the first film I will put on is Marmaduke. Because I want my dog to realize that it's okay to be a nightmare. Because Marmaduke is a nightmare dog. It's, the whole premise of Marmaduke is my dog does shitty things. Oh, my shitty dog died. And that- it's like the Dennis the Menace of dogs. Yeah, right? exactly, is a prick. exactly. Yeah, the Marmaduke's a prick. So um, we're, we're I'm gonna put on Marmaduke so my dog can be like, oh, the fact that I'm a menace actually makes me adorable. Um, mm, and my dad okay. still loves me even even once once I die. Um, but then to lift his spirits after the handing of Marmaduke's kind of sad, I'm going to put on a movie about loyalty, Homeward Bound. Have you guys seen Homeward Good Bound? Good call. Yeah. Yep. It's great. Great film. Yep. Couple dogs get lost, yeah. get left behind at a lake house, I believe, and, uh, have sure. to make their way back to, what is it? A, like a Chicago Knights home or something like that? I, I can't recall. Jesus. I haven't watched it in a while. Yeah. But- Sounds like you have. Yeah, it's been a minute. Um, and they go on a whirlwind of adventures. And uh, this, will, uh, this will hopefully settle my dog down after watching Marmaduke, getting all revved up and probably destroying uh, the sofa. Pretty stressful for a dog to you know, watch a couple of dogs get lost and, and trapped at a cabin and then have to find their way home. I, I don't get the logic. All right, next. <laughs> well, keep in mind that uh, there is a happy ending because they find their way home. It's about loyalty to their owners. Mm-hmm. Um, smart, smart lessons. Not smart. Yeah, these, mm-hmm. these are Dogs good don't lessons. have attention spans. They'll never make lessons. it to the end. Okay. <laughs> Finally, um, contrary to Peter's negativity, I will put on a nice, a nice love story for my pooch, Little Lady in the Tramp. Okay. Ah, the spaghetti, the spaghetti yeah. scene. Mm-hmm. Little spaghetti mm-hmm. scene. Little meatball slurping. Some lips touching. <laughs> Wait, are you describing Peter's weekend coming I, up? I am. Yeah, I am. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Except with Taco some... Bell. 
chalupas <laughs> instead of uh, spaghetti <laughs> instead noodles. Of melted cheese, as he would probably call it. Yep, it was uh, melted cheese. Yep, that's going to uh, be How do you... Peter, how do you say the noodle with the red sauce on top? Paschetti? say that word? Huh? Yeah. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's the one. Paschetti? Is that what, how it is? Is that what it is? That's what I thought. Angel uh, hair pasta. All right, Peter. <laughs> all right. Go ahead. What, what's your list it's going to be? Okay. Well, it's better than your... I mean, Forrest, mm-hmm. he, literally, he just like typed in Google top 10 dog movies. Um, <laughs> uh, Peter, you're, I know what yours is going to be. It's going to be Cujo, Pet Cemetery, and then Hostel. <laughs> So you're going to try and scare your dog. I don't think you've met me, dude. I like to think outside of the box. The first movie. You like to think outside of the bun, actually. (laughs) (laughs) I like to think outside of the cage. The first movie that my dog will be enjoying thoroughly. Great movie. I like it too. Snatch. I don't know if you guys have seen it, but uh, Snatch has these, um, what are they called? Pikeys. They're like gypsies. It's Brad Pitt. He plays this character that essentially speaks in a way that you can't understand it. And I feel like that's how the dog hears things anyway, so he'll be comfortable with just the blathering that goes on in that movie. I mean, let's be real. The dog's not going to be following any of the story in any of these movies. So (laughs) we're really going with audio and visual cues here that the dog will just pay attention to. That's it. Not like your guys, like you guys, the stories, you think the dog's going to pay attention till the end of the movie? Forrest, has he named a movie yet? Snatch. No, it's just you haven't been paying attention. I've been watching you over there. You're on your phone all day. I have a a meeting. I have to sign off. So (laughs) hang on, let me me just give you a couple laughs. Ready? (laughs) Sorry, go ahead. (laughs) Are you fucking kidding me? God damn it. All right, okay. let's go. So we got Snatch. All right, so, what so else? The second one, the second one is uh, is going to be Scooby-Doo, uh, just the TV Smart. show, the entire series of the TV show. <laughs> so he'll, you know, whichever one he wants. It's a cartoon. It entertains kids and other animals with small brains. So I figure it'll be good for a dog. Uh, and then finally, a dog's purpose, because I feel- Smart. That if he watches that, the, it's the a movie, Christian film, huh? <laughs> it's a Christian movie, huh? It's you've about never, reincarnation. Never I've never seen it. I just read this short description. <laughs> a, Do Christians like a, believe like in reincarnation? You're gonna you're it's gonna subject Gibson. your dog to a religious movie. I didn't know it's never seen. It's called that a dog. I just read the description quickly. God damn it. Uh, so you were the one ready. actually Googling movies to, to add in. Yeah, exactly. This. Of course so you're, I you're Google everything. You're throwing it at me and you're over there Googling Forrest, movies. Oh I've, known, I've known him lo- a little bit longer than you have. Yep. And one thing you can be sure of is when he accuses you of something, he's it's because it. he's done it. <laughs> <laughs> so, all the, so all the whorehouse jokes are grounded in a, in a shred of uh, truth, huh? The big um, head jokes. Uh, it's it's all projection. Uh, <laughs> um, I, I do have to bail. Sorry, guys. Do the sign off. I'll send you my link. All Love right. You guys. Sounds good. Get out of here. Listeners hate right. you. So do I. <laughs> I. I'm sorry. I'm already late for this. Okay, bye. Bye. Love you. Bye. All right. Might as well do the sign off, right, Peter? Yeah. Let me give you a yeah. few laughs first. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. That was... So dumb. <laughs> all right. Well, why don't you guys uh, let us know which, which movies you would put on for your pup, whether it's... Uh, my list of classics, Patrick's um, Patrick's list that's kind of out there but has some Goonies in it, and or mm. Peter's, which literally has nothing to do with animals. It has to do with reincarnation mm-hmm. and uh, I, I don't even know what else. Snatch, like a, just because Brad Pitt's purpose. in it and you, you Scooby Doo on him. Scooby Doo. Yeah, all right, all right, all right. They're good. They're good choices. So uh, 
Go on to iTunes, leave us a review, follow us on socials at The Wild Times. Uh, we're on all the major channels. We're pretty cool. Peter manages it. If you want to talk to the professor himself, you got to just reach out on social media. And uh, good night. Good night. Live Moss. Good night. <laughs>